0: let's get information i slay. okay ladies now let's get information you, know you that bitch when you call this conversation hey hey y'all welcome Always to the baddest like dream podcast it's Vanessa baby. here and you know we're having courageous conversations about love sex and everything in between and today is a questions episode before we jump into some of your questions i listen y'all i am not sleeping right so if I'm not giving you the energy you need, I promise to bring it next week because I whoo, I'm falling apart, y'all. Like ever since we had this time change, and I know that was a while ago. Mmm. Mm, it's my fault though. I'm I'm try. I gotta get more disciplined with the sleep. But before we jump into the episode, remember, remember, listen, I see y'all listening. I see the numbers going up. I see y'all telling your friends about the podcast. Like I see it. But the only thing that's not matching up, y'all, and I need you on this. Like come closer. Hold on. Put 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 the other distractions away. I need you to listen. I need y'all to <laughs> I need y'all to write the reviews for the podcast, I need you to tell people what you feel, how you feel about the podcast, why you listen, why it gives you life. Because y'all be like telling me in my inbox, which I love, y'all be tagging me, which I love, and yes, please keep doing those things. But we gotta let ever, ever, everybody else know. So if you have an iPhone and you see the purple icon, you're gonna click on it, and then you're going to search by typing in Vagiseme podcast. And when that comes up, you'll see, you'll click on the podcast, and then you'll scroll down to about half the page, and you'll see an opportunity to leave stars and a review for the podcast. Go ahead, take a second, jot down some notes, and submit so that other people can find the podcast. It's extremely important, and I would really appreciate if you did that. And if you listen to the podcast anywhere else, like Google Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Anywhere else and it's also on spotify and you're able to write a review Go ahead and do that, but also let me know what you're thinking So I see a lot of y'all write in some comments in the episodes on soundcloud, which I love keep that up I've seen y'all writing reviews on facebook. Definitely. Thank you. Please keep that up the more that we're able to review and spread the love and Tag and repost Any Vagisim stuff is an opportunity To keep spreading the good old Vagisim which I always Appreciate so go ahead let others others Know so that we can work Together to spread this vagaseem. Also follow Vagisim on Instagram Twitter and Facebook Send your questions to Vagisim At gmail.com So any questions that you have about love, sex Relationships and anything in between Send them And also what am I missing? Vagisim is on tour. So if you want Vagisim to come to your town, let me know. You can also text whatever you want uh, (laughs) and questions to 443-692-7802. So I hope y'all had a good week. So let's get into this. So our first question comes from Ari Ari says, hello, I am a new Vagisim listener, hey, and my edges are snatched. I am in love with your podcast. I am currently a 19-year-old college student pursuing sex therapy, and your podcasts are giving me amazing information. My question is more of a what-do-I-do type thing. I've been dating my boyfriend for over a year now. When we first started dating, we had so much sex, and then I started birth control three months after. My sex drive went down a little bit, and now it's completely gone. Before me, my boyfriend was a virgin. I was long from that. (laughs) So now he's sex crazy and more or less, um, sex crazy more or less, and me not wanting sex is making him feel less confident about himself. We tried making a schedule, and it didn't work because I was forcing myself to have sex. What do I do to make him feel like I want him physically, but not forcing my body to do what it doesn't want to? Wow, this is an amazing question. I really appreciate you reaching out because, again, someone could be dealing with this and a lot of people deal with this and they're not speaking up about it. So one of the things to just know, uh, for, uh, for those of us out there using birth control, one of the unintended side effects of some birth control, and it, happened, it doesn't happen to everybody, um, could be your decrease in sex drive. And it's completely ironic because a lot of people get on birth control, so like they wouldn't have to think and they could just do it whenever. But on the other hand, it can completely kill your sex drive, so you're just sitting there, like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to sleep now. So, something to consider maybe getting on another form of birth control if you want to. Now, when I what I mean by that is that if you try another one, potentially what can happen is that. It drives really well with your body and your sex drive comes back. Um, And so the only way to, to know that and to do that is to try another form. And just as an aside, something to think about with birth control for many of us, hormones do different things. And so that's why whenever folks ask me, what type of birth control you're on, are you on? It's not a matter of what kind of birth control am I on. When it comes to birth control, the thing we need to think about is what works best for us and our lifestyle and what are we gonna stay committed to? Because the thing about birth control is you have to get in a regimen of using it if it's not implanted in your body, right? So if it comes to pills, making sure if your lifestyle is conducive to taking a pill every day, then do that. But if it's not, we definitely have so many different options that we can potentially explore. So that's definitely an option to just see what kinds of other birth control may be conducive for you and your relationship. Now, say that you do like your former birth control and you're, you know, you might be okay with, you know, the decrease in sex drive. I would communicate this with your partner. So I would say to your partner, like, listen, babe, you know how I feel about you. Everything you're doing turns me on. Everything is there. However, one of the side effects of birth control, you know, because we might be doing this so that we, we are preventing pregnancy is that, you know, my sex drive is shot right now. And so I'm so sorry, but it has nothing to do with you. And, you know, something that was said um, a couple episodes ago with a doctor you, you, you see was that You know, still communicating with your partner and letting them know this is not about them. Because oftentimes when we're having sexual problems individually, it may translate to our partners as you don't want me or something's going on or something's changed when it's actually something very individual like, no, I really want all of this. I really love everything that you're doing. You bring in that A game. However, you know, it's something going on in my body that I can't control and it's not about you. And it doesn't matter how much kissing and foreplay, for a lot of us, if our sex drive is shot, especially through medications, there's not there's not a lot that we can do. Um, it looks like you've been trying to schedule sex and I un- I totally understand this, this feeling around forcing yourself to have sex. And for some of us, that doesn't work. So what I would do is... One, discuss what's going on with your partner, letting them know, um, because maybe this can open up another conversation around different types of birth control. Maybe if your partner, and I don't know if you all are using condoms, but if maybe that can become your primary form so you can get off the hormones. I don't know. Maybe y'all could talk about getting on another method and just seeing how it goes, which will require your partner to be a little bit more patient while we go through the process of waiting to see what happens with your sex drive. And I would say that jump on those opportunities where you are feeling it, you know? So if it hits you, you know, at whatever point while you're watching, you know, Netflix or y'all are chilling and it's like there. Seize that opportunity and definitely get into it when your body's into it. And I totally know how this feels and how this goes because I felt that way for a little bit on when I was, when I am still am on birth control, but there was a point where I was like, wait, should I get off of these? Because like I want sex and like I got on these so I could have more sex, but I'm feeling tired and I'm not feeling into it. What the hell's wrong with me? And again, be patient with yourself, right? And think about what are some things that are on the menu. So perhaps like you're like, look, my V ain't trying to move, but my mouth is good. And maybe that's a way that you can make your partner feel wanted and let your partner know that they are desired because, you know, you just you just go to town going to town on the head and maybe that's something you could do or maybe there are other things that you know your you and your partner can do together like sensual body massages or kissing each other all over or letting it be you know times where it's just all about him you know and that still lets him know like look I want you I'm into you. this has nothing to do with you I am still clearly all over you however, there are some things that are not flowing and again if you feel if you have the means to do it um if you have the time to do it and if you want to change any form of birth control definitely definitely talk to your doctor find out you know what's going on and maybe it's a matter of talking to your doctor and having that conversation around like what other methods can i choose that are in alignment with my life, that I can try and see what happens. Because again, not all forms of birth control and different forms of birth control work in so many different ways in different people. Like I had a home girl that was on pills and she felt suicidal. So she had to go to a non-hormonal IUD, right? And so- it that's never happened to me as a person who's been on pills. So it's just different for different people. And you know what? I so appreciate you listening to your body because a lot of us just tune out and aren't in, in sync when those things are happening. So I think it's great that you're listening. Communicate with your partner, let them know that they are still desired, find ways to still please them, you know, if you if you want to stay on your method and or Talk to them about a method that they can get on so you can get off if that's something y'all choose. And overall, I do appreciate you sending in this question. I do think this is something that a lot of us are dealing with. Um, And I'm glad that you've recognized like, yo, I'm not really trying to force myself to do something I don't want to do. And I think that's quite all right. Um, But I do think communication is key here. So, I made a lot of a lot of assumptions here. Um let me know if you need any more support or if I'm completely off base. Follow up. Let me know how this how this goes because I'm I definitely want to know. I think this is something that so many of us deal with but we just kind of like meh and kind of move ourselves around or we let our sex lives suffer and it sounds like you're trying to um you know, trying to make this work. So, I appreciate this question. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're a new listener. Tell a friend Um, and let me know how it goes. Thanks for sending in your question. Our second question comes from Sarai. Sarai says, hey, Vagisteem, I've been seeing so many things (laughs) on the internet and I feel at my age, I should know what my vagina smells like. Oftentimes I feel embarrassed buy the scent because it has a sense and I just don't know if I'm tripping or if I'm just being self-conscious please help so Sarai I love you know hey what's the show called you know what it's called um I love this question and here's the thing you're right there's too much too much shit on the internet I'm this is exactly why bad esteem exists I want you to know if you I want you to know about the the spectrum of odors. You know what? You know, odor, you know, sometimes odor has a, a a bad connotation. I'm going to say sense. Okay? Sense. The thing about vaginas that I like to often tell everyone, it at, at, doesn't matter if I'm teaching fourth graders or if I'm teaching, you know, folks who've had children and are been having a lot of stuff going on with their vaginas up to 70 something years old. Vaginas are not supposed to smell like nothing. You know, for some people, they do. They're not supposed to smell like water, clear air, ocean breeze, lavender dust, whatever the hell. Sweet girl, whatever the hell else they saying out here ain't supposed to smell like that. Um, Your vagina is supposed to smell like vagina. Pussy supposed to smell like pussy, y'all. And so something that I like to tell my students is think about like this. When you walk out of the shower... And you, you know, you you've washed under your armpits, you've padded dry, and you smell your armpits, it has a scent. That is your natural, that is your natural odor. It still has a scent. It doesn't, it's not always smelling just like the soap. It goes back to its natural scent. That is what we smell like. We are supposed to have a scent. I don't know. I'm not gonna say, I do know. <laughs> Over time, a lot of these, quote, feminine hygiene companies have made profits off of us feeling insecure about who we are, what we smell like, what we look like, having hair, having no, it's just too much. This is, this is what capitalism looks like, sounds like, feels like. And so I want you to know there's no reason to be self-conscious. We all smell like something and we all smell in our sense as well. So FYI, you know when you come here just today, just today, I've been walking around all day with cotton underwear, but I had them pantyhose on because you know it's like it's like thirty degrees out here and the wind's picking up out here. So you know you got you gotta have the extra insulation, boy. Me sitting in my office chair just whew, walking around and meetings all the whew. Came home took them stocking whew. Oh, ain't, ain't no ocean breeze up in there. That's, that's all, that's all me going to the gym, walking. Yo, it's skin, hair, skin, flabs. Like, (laughs) like it's just going, there's moisture, there's stuff building up there. And so as long as you are familiar with your scent and you are, you know, you're healthy, you're keep. you know, you're, you have a balanced diet, you're wearing cotton underwear, you're airing at, if you don't wear cotton underwear, leaving, you know, either sleeping with no underwear or cotton underwear. So you could just air yourself out at night. It's totally, totally fine. It is totally normal for us to have a scent. It is, it is our aroma. It is, it is us. So I don't ever want any, I don't want anyone to ever feel self-conscious Out here, which is why vagicine exists. It is important that we embrace ourselves, that we embrace our sense. Um, And when we go through our period, after what we smell like after our periods is different from what we smell like before our periods. Sometimes we have so many things happening: childbirth, pH levels. So many things can throw us off. Having sex, okay? After having sex, I know for me that day after, whoa it ain't funky. It's just different. You know, it's different. So the only time that you should be concerned is if it smells like fish, like if you have a strong fish scent, that might be an indication of an infection and no big deal. A lot of people, um, get infections, yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis, totally fine, totally normal. Okay, y'all, I'm sorry. My dog is in here acting a fool. Hold on. If that ever occurs or you're feeling like something is way off after you wash, dry up, you know, and definitely let your vagina, you know, air out and there is still a very strong scent, that's the time that we call our clinician, call our doctor. Do not try to solve that on your own. Um, do not try to sit there and just like deodorize that thing or act like it's not there. It's there. Okay. And all we need to do, just nothing to be embarrassed about. All we need to do is just set an appointment, get that, get that thing, get that thing handled, or at least find out what it is. Because I know a lot of people, have different, you know, I I know people have different remedies. Like, you know, some people, like they spritz some apple cider vinegar. Um, some people, um, have their own like probiotics that they take to help balance themselves out. I do request though, that you at least go find out what bacteria, um, you might have. Um, if that, you know, if that's the case, I don't want us out here just like whipping it up, y'all just doing stuff and adding to the scent. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, why do these products exist if we're not supposed to use them? Hashtag capitalism. Hashtag ain't nobody making the ball spray yet. Have y'all smelled balls? My God. Um, yo, it's just, it's us. It's natural it's normal as long as you are washing up with a you know with some warm water with a mild soap or no soap at all, airing it out, breathing. Yo, know, you should be just fine. Thanks for sending in uh, this question. Always an amazing question um, that we get. We get it often, so I'm going to keep answering y'all. I know some of y'all out here are like, "Are you answered already?" Anne, and. and we still got work to do, y'all. This is why Majesty means we still got work to do. We got stuff to we got we got myths, okay, to dismantle. We got we got the patriarchy to dismantle up in here, okay. I will not rest, not rest until I invent the ball spray. Pow, coming your way. <laughs> ball deodorant, get that on my face. Ball clippers, ball hair clippers, ball. Ball clippers, my goodness. Ball hair clippers, y'all. Y'all seen y'all seen the hair on balls? Whew. Anyway, thanks for that question. <laughs> thanks for that question, Sarai. And our last question comes from Ebony. Ebony says, Hey Vagisteam, I saw a few months ago you posted a video about women asking for what they need um, in regards to payment. Can you give some more tips on this, and love listening to the podcast. Thanks so much. Hey, Ebony. Um, First of all, thanks for watching my long-winded rants on Instagram. I hate recording. Um, So... (laughs) So I appreciate when somebody could string together what I'm saying, uh, while I'm being awkward. So what Ebony's referring to, I had, you know, something was on my mind around just women asking for what they are owed, women collecting their things, getting their things in order, because I genuinely believe that we deserve it. So here's a couple of thoughts. One, I believe that, and something that I've been working on over the last couple, like two years now, is having frank conversations with other women about money. I feel like in our society, we are so, like we have a thing, and of course, we know there's so many histories with money, but we have a thing about talking about money. And I think it was Dave Chappelle, I know, I know, new, problematic, I get it, I know. Uh, but Dave Chappelle, in, when he had a show, said something like, you know, people will be quick to tell you uh, about their sex lives. But when it comes to, a, it comes to politics or money, it's like, wh- what? How dare you? How dare you? And so I think it's important to talk to other women about money, one, because it's helpful to know where we are. How You know, where are we where do we stand? Maybe you have someone you know who's like in an administrative role too, and they're making like $10,000 more than you. How did they get there? What's the market over there? What's happening? It's just good to know, I feel. And it helps have better conversations when it comes time to advocating for ourselves that we become more comfortable. Because we're so uncomfortable talking about money, we don't know how to ask for it. We don't know how to advocate for it. We don't know how to look someone in the eye and say, "Listen, I have this many years' experience. I bring all of these things to the table, and this is a number that I think that I deserve for my work. You ain't working for free out here, y'all. It's not ridiculous. I don't My mantra is, it's never ridiculous to ask for any amount of money, and I'll tell you why, because the thing is, at least you're trying, right? What's the most that they can say? They can say no." Or they can say, "You know?" All right, well, you know, what if I give you five more on top of that? What if I give you 10 more on top of it? Second point, never, ever take the first offer. It's always, Mark Mao, it's always, it is always negotiable. It's always negotiable. Believe me, okay? These organizations, these companies, they have budgets, right? They also do things based on years of experience, And so if you can show your experience in different ways, you may not have the years, but you may have the projects, you may have the references, you may have other things to back up your capabilities and your abilities. Let that be known and just Ask for it. Don't be scared, y'all. No one's ever going to look. I've never had a negotiation conversation. The other person came back and was just like, "I just can't believe you asked me for that." This is business, y'all. This is literally this is business, and I'm so passionate about this because when we look at where women are, we know these numbers. We look at how much money we're getting to to men's dollar, and when we start going down different ethnic groups, we see the disparities, and so we're starting out, they're trying to put us on a lower level. We're start, when we're talking about poverty, when we're talking about being poor, we can't, and when we look at, when we look at studies and how, how many years it can take someone who's making, you know, we may think like, oh, it's just a little $10,000, but over time, that $10,000 as you're moving through the ranks, as you're moving to other jobs and they're asking you about your salary history, That puts us behind because you also have organizations out here that are not ethical. So what do they do? They look at your salary history rather than going off of the number that they have, right? Instead of going off of the number that they had or what they attributed to that that, uh, position, they're going to look back at your salary history and be like, all right, well, they was just making like, you know, 35, so shit, I'm going to just probably give them the same thing or just give them a, just a little bit more. But knowing good and well, they probably allocated 70000 for the position. So the only way that we're going to find these things out is being very mindful about our experience, who we are, having these conversations with other people to practice. I'm not saying it's easy, I'm not saying it's easy at all. Yes, it is intimidating, but it's necessary, I believe, for our economic survival, for our eats. Okay, okay, sis wants to get some guacamole sometimes. Okay, so we have it's it. This this comes with the territory, and when you look at studies, studies have shown that you have men out here who barely have the experience that we have not even a quarter of the experience that we have and they coming in looking at your face talking about some yeah so i know this is entry level but i want sixty thousand dollars without a flinch and let me tell you something they're not they're they're not flinching i call it the audacity the audaciousness of white men because they (laughs) they don't ever think like oh i'm not cut out for this but what do we do as women? We do that shit all the time. So it leads to my third point. You are the expert. You know what you're talking about. You deserve this. You, this is owed to you. We don't need, and I feel like, as I can say this as a black woman with a lot of black women friends, we look at ourselves and we're like, man, I don't know how I got invited to that thing. Or I don't know if I have exp- enough experience for that. I'm not going to even apply for that. Or, oh, you know what? I think I need three more degrees in order for me. But then when we get to that level, right, we get the three more degrees. We get the, you know, we get the the, the thing behind. We get whatever it is that, qual I'm putting quotations, qualifies us as an expert. And then what do we do when we get there? We're still like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm an expert you're the expert. Guess what? Nobody talks, nobody, nobody puts labels. Nobody puts expert label on nobody. People do that shit for themselves. Guess what? I'm a master. I'm a master sexual health educator. Do I know every single thing out there? Hell no. Ain't no way for me to know everything. But am I confident in my capabilities and what I'm bringing to the table and my personality and my actual years of experience and what I do in the community and where I am and how I'm showing up? Absolutely. I'm an expert in that. I'm going to put that label on myself and you should put that label on yourself too. You know what you're talking about. Don't shrink. Don't let that imposter syndrome take. You deserve to be in those rooms. Do not let that imposter syndrome take over you. It is will hinder you. And there's no reason to do that. So ask for your coins if you need support in how to do that. <laughs> I am more than happy to help. But definitely utilize your networks. And I'm talking about the good networks. So I'm not talking about the homegirl that's like, what you gonna ask for what? No, we we're not talking we're not talking about her. We ain't talk we ain't talking about that person. We we ain't talking about the person who's like, what you doing that for? We're not talking to them. We're talking about the person who's going to affirm you and see you and be like, you know what? You do deserve every single coin that they're going to give you out here. You deserve to ask for that. So the way that I typically walk into a negotiation, and this depends on what I'm I'm doing. If I am asking for money, I will say, you know, hey, this is what we're doing. This is the thing that's happening and the price will be X. And you just stare at them and you wait. Do not. It is our if for some reason we have this instinct where if we feel like we're about to get the no, we're like, oh, no, um, actually, no, it's not the price. No, what what's the price do you need it? If that person can't afford it, they'll tell you. If that per if it's outrageous for that person, they'll tell you. But you also need to know what works best for you. What What is the number that you refuse to go below? And when I say I understand, I understand, especially as black women, that we're afraid that when we put those things out there and we get that rejection, that's the only opportunity that we're going to have. And I do understand that fear. And I say to you, make sure you you balance that. Understand what, and that's why I say get your numbers in in order. Get your dream number, get your dream number, get your, and then get your like. All right, if they offer this to me, I'm cool. And then get your number that's like if they ever look me in my face and said that I ain't doing it. We need the we need those because in the moment we don't want to fold under pressure. I would also think through um, your talking points. You know, what What are you bringing to the table? What, what have you done? What are your experiences? What kind of benefit are you bringing to that person, to that partner, to that agency? What are, you know, what are the writing samples that you have? Where have people spoken about your work or what you do? What have people said? You know, bring that. Brag on yourself. These are the times to brag on yourself. We want to be, oh, I don't, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because you know who doesn't do it? The people who run and shit. You know who never doubts their capabilities, even though they may not know what the hell they're talking about? People who run and shit sometimes. <laughs> so I say, you know, get that big clit energy on, y'all. We got mm, big clit energy. Just push it. It takes time. I understand this. I would also, um, what do I do in a salary negotiation or a negotiation? Um, yeah. Let the silence. you know, let the silence be there. It's okay. It is just fine. Let them be silent and have your counterpoints if they're like, "Well, I think that's too much." Okay. And, depend- and this is all dependent. If you're working for yourself, this is a, this is definitely a different conversation. If you're talking to a boss, that's a different conversation too. If we're talking to a boss, you might say to them, "Hey, yeah, it may sound like a big number, but this is why I'm asking for that number. And you might have some people, and this is my own personal experience. This has happened to me. I've asked for a number, and then they say stuff like, oh, um, is there something you need to pay for? Is there, you know, are you going back to school because maybe you just need to pay for two? No, I need it because I deserve my things, That's why I'm asking for it. Don't let, don't you let them try and degrade you in the moment that you're trying to be your most powerful self. Ignore that. And it's none of their business. Hey, you know, I feel like that's a little inappropriate. Um, I'm, I'm, I've made some comparative analyses, uh, when it comes to the salaries in this area, this is what I found. Let them discredit that shit. I have this degree, I bring this experience, I've elevated these things, I've increased the budget by, I brought in, use your talent. What, what are you doing? Don't be shy about it, y'all. So, big clit energy all day. I appreciate this question. I love talking about this stuff because I, I feel like it's so important. We need these tools. We need to be having these conversations. Talk to each other. All right, so let's end. I think we did a show y'all. <laughs> we had a little bit of vaginomics. We had some, you know, we had some you know some some vaginal talk. We had some birth control talk. Please send your questions. please keep them coming at, at gmail dot com. Drop your coins if you have them, spread the word. Tell a friend. Repost and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always say gracious, best revenge is your paper. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I say, okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always say gracious, best revenge is your paper.